Welcome to the Lead to Lead podcast. We believe that God is calling you to lead yourself and others with wisdom, intention, and humility. Join us as we chat through quick tips, skills, and ways to help equip you on your journey as a leader of yourself and others. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lead to Lead podcast. What's up, Doyle? Hey, how you doing? I am pretty good. I'm ready to, to poke, poke a few holes. In the, in some arguments and some logic today. What about you? Just go just go easy. Okay, I will. Right. I, I will use a butter knife. Okay, <laughs> like like Swiss cheese. Right. So <laughs> we're gonna start. Uh, James Clear, his big point in this uh, in this chapter will hopefully be revealed through this quote. So he says, "Your habits are modern day solutions to ancient desires, new versions of old vices. The underlying motives behind human behavior remains the same." The specific habits we perform differ based on the period of history. Here's the powerful part. There are many different ways to address the same underlying motive. One person might learn to reduce stress by smoking a cigarette. Another person learns to ease their anxiety by going for a run. Your current habits are not necessarily the best way to solve the problem you face. They're just the methods you learned to do. What do you think about that, Doyle? So you're saying that the habits that I've learned to do, are they bad habits? Uh, I don't know. James Clear is really just saying the things you do to solve your problems may not be the best way. They're just the things you learn to do to solve your problems. So we're not going to go after this too much, but it's kind of like the, the nurture debate. You know, is it because of the family of origin I come from? Is that where my habits came from? Yeah, like do you do that habit because it's the best way for you to solve the problem or do that you do... Do you do that habit because you had the problem and you needed to find a quick way to solve it? Right. Anyway, that's kind of getting off the track. But I think, I think aren't, we, aren't we talking here, VJ, about identity? Yeah, I think we are. I yeah. think we're talking about knowing who we are. Yeah. Because if we know who we are, then it's, it's not an issue for us. It's, it's, and so if we are trying to change things that are reflective of our identity, and we're trying to change those habits, we're kind of putting the cart before the horse. We're going backwards. We have to start from a different place. We have to start from identity. Yeah, and so to be honest, Doyle, I think, I think James Clear's quote here actually sets us basically back at creation and the fall. I mean, right. not, not to get hypergenesis on you, but he literally starts by saying, your habits are modern-day solutions to ancient desires. Right, and so that's where it's coming from. Where yeah. you, what are those ancient desires? And we, I think it was C.S. Lewis that talks about how we kind of have a bent towards things that, away from things that we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So that's right. what we're talking about is, is straightening, the, straightening that out so that we're moving in the direction that God would want us to and that we want to, yeah. that are going to be enjoyable. Yeah. And so what, I mean, the holes that James Clear is poking here are, are nice. They're, they're bas- he's basically saying, because your habits are solving a problem doesn't mean they're, the, they're actually fixing the problem or because they're assuaging the problem, they're not actually addressing the problem. So, I mean, we've talked about this a thousand times and James Clear keeps using the cigarette as his, as his analogy, but um, it, because you're, let's say you're eating junk food, that is addressing a problem in your life. I mean, it's addressing maybe depression or boredom or I don't know, a thousand things, but it's not actually fixing the problem. It's kind of like taking um, painkillers. So isn't what we're talking about again is paying attention to the habits you have and ask yourself a question, why am I doing this habit? Absolutely. And if it's a if it's a bad habit, 
then you have to look at what you're trying to deal with, anxiety, stress, whatever. If it's a good habit, then pay attention to why you're doing that good habit and reinforce it. Yeah. Because it's producing the kind of chemicals you want in your brain that make you feel better. Yeah. So hopefully you've been following along with our journey all the way through Atomic Habits because we've talked about this already. So we're not going to rehash it all the way. I'm just really just wanted to point out that uh, you need you need to analyze your habits and we all need to analyze our habits because even if they're solving a problem temporarily, uh, you need to have the perspective of a long of the long term. What is the habit doing for you or to you long term? Right, Doyle? Right, right. So... I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of something you were thinking about, but I know we were talking earlier about how it's not just so much that you get to do something instead of I have to do it. Yeah, I have I, that quote right here. Let well, me read it first. Read it, yeah. Okay, okay. I was thinking about something that's kind of funny. So James Clear is talking about reprogramming your body and your mind. So he's saying you get to wake up early for work. You get to make another sales call for your business. You get to cook dinner for your family. He says by simply changing one word, you shift the way you view each event. You transition from seeing these behaviors as burdens and turn them into opportunities. Yeah, so I think this will kind of set up something you were thinking about as we were talking earlier. I was thinking about the number of times with my kids. I've got four adult kids, and I remember when they were younger, and they would complain about something that they needed to be doing that was a habit, whether it was clearing the table or helping mom with the dishes or whatever it might be, uh, cleaning up the dog stuff in the backyard, whatever. They would complain and say, do I have to? Uh, and my answer would be, <laughs> no, you don't have to. You get to. That's very funny. That's, that's the privilege of living in this house. Yeah. That's the privilege of, of being a DeGraw. Yeah. You get to do these kinds of things. That's and true. They always hated it when I said that. I understand. Yeah, and I, I didn't even <laughs> think of it that way, Duel, because when I heard this, I just feel like it's him saying like, oh, just put a smile on and it'll be better. And... I mean, psychologically, to an extent, that works for a while. And, and psychologically, if you convince yourself of something, then it definitely improves you. But overall, that's just not enough for me. And I feel like that, that goes back to us try, just saying to addicts, well, just make better decisions. You're like, just, just make a different choice. And it's not, it seems unfair without the full picture. And so just like self-control has a full picture where you need to change your context, I think that changing your perspective has a, has a bigger picture, which is that your identity is what generates your perspective. With, without an identity or without an identity change, you're not going to generate a new perspective just magically by, by just putting a smile on. Yeah, and without getting specific about who it is, I was thinking about somebody that I know who has dealt with alcohol problems for a long time. And they're not currently dealing with the alcohol problems because they started getting in touch with who they are again mm. and getting in touch with their identity as to who they are and what that should reflect. And what's interesting is not only are they enjoying sobriety, but they've started doing things, introducing habits into their life that they had kind of had gone to the wayside, some good habits. Mm. Yeah. And they've gone to the wayside now, all of a sudden they're back into doing what they were supposed to do or they enjoy doing that make them productive. And it was because they got back in touch with who they are, which is, I think that's part of what we're trying to say. I think it is. So, I mean, there are parts of our lives, Doyle, where we are, are living in a negative perspective where we're saying, well, oh, this is, this thing keeps happening to me or like, oh, this is, this person keeps getting in my way of doing what I want to do or 
or keeps slowing me down or, or keeps aggravating me, whatever, that perspective's not going to change just because you say, well, okay, uh, let me just look at this a different way. It, address your identity first, and then the rest will fall, they, they will fall into place. But it's much harder to do it the other way around. It's kind of like starting habits, like we talked about the very first episode. That you can't, you can try to start a habit from just doing things and then shaping your identity later. But it's it it's meant to happen the other way around, where your identity is changed. And this is why we talk about Jesus in this area so so often. But when your identity is changed, when you receive a new identity, your perspective then changes as you go on with that living in that identity. And that's right. beautiful. Right. And in some future episodes, we will have some uh, ideas and suggestions that are very practical. But let me just say one thing real quickly. Uh, don't try to do this by yourself. Yeah. Have, a, a, have a, a good colleague that you trust, maybe a mentor that can speak into your life. And we'll unpack this more in the future. But having someone that can help you unpack those things about identity. So, so that you can overcome some stuff. Sometimes people forget who they are and they just need to have someone like a Paul to a Timothy that reminds them. That's absolutely true. So it, I, I'm looking at the chapter summary, Doyle, and, and some of our listeners who know the book well might be feeling like we skipped over a lot of stuff in this section. But if you think about it through the terms of identity, we haven't skipped over a thing, right? Because the whole point of this second law, which is make it attractive, is that if you perceive something to be good, you will want to do it, whether it's good or not, right? Whether it's it's just what the culture is doing or whether it's what the powerful are doing or it's what the close are doing, whatever. If you perceive it as good, you will do it. And if you don't perceive it as good, you will not want to do it, right? But your identity changes all those things, automat- not automatically, but first. Right. Before the culture, before the powerful, before the close, before something you want to do. If you change your identity, then those things fall into place. So we're, I promise we're not skipping over this stuff. I'm looking at the chapter summary right now. And we identity works with all of this stuff. Identity changes perception. Identity changes perception, absolutely, which means it changes things that look attractive to, change, to make them unattractive. And things that were unattractive, it makes them attractive. Right. And that's what the gospel is about partially and that's that's what uh this book is about but that's really what we're encouraging you guys to do is is if you don't have uh the identity of of receiving jesus um this is going to be harder for you sorry like it's it's <laughs> it's right. just it's a huge huge deal to receive the identity of the person who has conquered the world has conquered the world like he, he's conquered sin he's conquered death and he's overcome temptation Right. It's a pretty big deal. Yes, it I know, is. I know this is the end of the episode, and I just, I just delved into a whole new topic, so I'm going to leave it there. All right. Because we're going to spend 20 more minutes talking about it if I don't. But, guys, we, we really love you. We care about you. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to hear a review from you, whether it's whatever. If it's a one-star review, bring it on. We, we'd love to just hear some feedback from you. So if you guys could leave a review on our podcast and subscribe, that would be awesome. If you could share with your friends, that would be amazing, too. And we're praying for you, and we will see you next time. This is the Lead to Lead podcast. This series on Atomic Habits is sponsored by Royal Oaks Counseling. Royal Oaks Counseling seeks to empower people through a biblical worldview to be set free of limitations in their lives caused by fear, anxiety, and doubt. This process includes challenging, comforting, and providing necessary tools for freedom to take place in their lives. Royal Oaks provides individual and family counseling and specializes in marriage counseling. Please visit RoyalOaksCounseling.com or email info at RoyalOaksCounseling.com for more information or to set up an appointment.